It's the Locked On Flyers podcast for Monday, December 4th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high quality content that honestly can't believe that Coots shootout move worked again. I mean, it's a good move. Not everybody watches all film, so hey, good for him. Fair enough. Uh, Flyers came out of Pittsburgh with that win. We'll talk about that, what they need to do to do that again tonight, plus our nemesis of the week. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, and thanks for making Lockdown Flyers your first listen every day. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who's on all your favorite social media apps at Sportsology. We are at Lockdown Flyers on Twitter, Instagram, Threads, and Blue Sky as well. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use the promo code LockedOnNHL to get up to a hundred dollars match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. You can subscribe or follow us for free over on YouTube or on the SiriusXM app or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to get our latest episode as soon as it's available here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Russ, uh, I sort of said that in jest in the opening there, but uh, God bless Sean Couturier and that move. Um, it's, it is fun to watch him do, right? It's fun to watch. It's a skillful move. I'm sure at some point, um, there'll be goalies that are going to get wise to it, but he hasn't done it enough, you know? So I think, yeah, I think it still caught him by surprise. I mean, and Jerry was having a pretty good game. So it's true. And it was in a penalty shot situation, not in a shootout. So maybe it doesn't show up on shootout tape. Right. Uh, so that could be it as well. Uh, just a quick side note, um, in some follow-up from the previous game against the Devils in that altercation between Travis Konechny and Brendan Smith, uh, Brendan Smith got, uh, a two game suspension for that, which uh, I was actually surprised he got two. I thought it might just be one or the max fine. Also, um, you know, got a fine too, right? So. Yeah. Well, deserve yeah. it. Like that kind of one, you know, started the other. And yeah, I think that was all just. Yeah. In the meantime, uh, Mark Stahl checked back in versus the Pens and Igor Zamula was out. And I, I'm really starting to question this and that it's, it's a tough choice. I get it because Zamula is struggling. Like that is fair. Um, he's making some mistakes. And put in. Yeah. That's, th- that's the question because I know Zamula is struggling, but I, I just don't think Mark Stahl is the answer, right? He's not the answer for anything. And so the point is, if you don't think Belpedio is the answer and you don't think Zamula is the answer, then bring up someone from Lehigh. If you think one of those guys is an answer, then put them in instead of Stahl, because now I think we all know what Mark Stahl is, and he's more of a negative than a positive. Plus, there's a you know an offensive player that could be brought up. An offensive player got hurt, and you know nobody's in there either. So you kind of look at the situation and you say, at least on the blue line, is Mark Stahl really better than Belpedio? And I'm not a big Belpedio guy because I think you know it's a small window for what he's done for this team. But Belpedio's played better. He's faster. Even if Zamula yeah. want to tell me he's inconsistent, 
I, Mark Stahl, we could talk about three plays. He was he was bad. He couldn't get Jake Ansel out of the crease on the first goal. On the second goal, he fell behind and couldn't catch up on the play. You know, it's just he's only good now. If you have a couple of guys injured and you need an emergency, emergency defenseman, that's when I would put in Mark Stahl. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I think that it, it's just been very obvious that the speed isn't even there enough to to like cover for maybe some other things he could potentially do, which he isn't doing well either. Yeah. And so it, I think it's time to to figure that out. Yeah. And I think you, you've laid out several good options there. But man, on the plus side of things, I am so thrilled with how the penalty kill has continued to shine here. That's yeah, legit. Yeah, like five for five, plus that Lawton shorthanded goal, which yeah. as a side note, so happy to see Scott Lawton back on the yeah, board. Yeah, yeah, it was nice to see him post game. He was really, it was definitely something big. Um, but, you know, it's a combination. Their PK is legit, and it's just hard to believe that the Penguins' power play is that bad. But we talked about well, that too. that bad. It is that bad. Um, and, like, just the Pens announcers, I listen to them talk about it, and they're just beside themselves. They don't even know. They, are, they want to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but um, I do. It was funny. Scott Lawton was like, "Oh yeah, I blacked out after that goal." Right. <laughs> it was so funny. It was. Uh, but but again, and and that PK was especially necessary in that overtime. I'm really interested yeah. to see what the fallout might be because it was Joel Farabee that took that penalty, yeah. and we know that Farabee was in the doghouse in the previous game. So I hope there are no implications from that because I thought Joel Farabee like acquitted himself well in this game. I don't overall. think there's going to be, but, you know, should there be based on, you know, the way things have been treated? Maybe, but I don't think, for whatever Maybe. reason, my gut says there's not going to be because if there's going to be, then they have to make other roster changes. So I think he's yep. going to let it go. Yeah, I certainly hope so because I think that's the right thing to do. Yeah, this game, I don't know, man. It was weird. The first period, like, literally nothing awful. happened. So awful. <laughs> It was like kind of frustrating that the Flyers couldn't take advantage of the fact that the Pens were just like nobody was skating around the puck. in circles. Like they couldn't get the puck on net. Yeah, it was just bad. Right, and but it was so good to see in the second period the Flyers turned it on. Whatever mm -hmm. it is, they turned it on, and so they were back to that hybrid approach of taking a lot of shots on goal, but also having an aggressive block shot mentality on the back end and. You know, they had 27 shots on goal from the second period on. Flyers, I thought, dominated a significant portion of that second period, despite the Latang goal. But not enough of it. Um, in the end, not enough of it. Yeah. But they did. Right. They did. And so I think that, you know, what Torts has to, had to say post-game, I think is actually pretty on the money mm -hmm. in the sense that he says, you know, this team has some issues. They're going to they're gonna make some mistakes. They do make some mistakes, but they have guts. Mm -hmm. And that's what gets them through in some of these wins. And I think he's spot on there. And I, I think if you have to make up for some, you know, functional mistakes out there with just sheer determination, I think that's also fun in a lot of ways. But is it going to be fun? When we're talking about the draft and they're picking 13th and they're not making the playoffs, like this is going to be well, the conundrum of the second half. It is. Yeah, I think so. I And, you know, there's a certain camp of people that just want a top five pick no matter what. 
And there's a certain camp of people that want to see this incremental improvement and want to see them win some games. I, I will tell you, I think there's more that want the pick, though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I think I, that's just my game. That's how I gauge. Yeah, it. I honestly don't know. It's hard to tell just from social media, to be honest. So, yeah. and I would hate to get yeah. all of my information just from social media on this point. No, no, no. If you did yeah. that. Oh. Yeah. Um, of course, the other thing we have to talk about is Tyson Forster. He is really starting to put the pieces together. So he had an assist versus the Canes, two goals against the Devils. Uh, one of the, the goals got changed from Walker to him. So yeah. and then a goal and an assist versus the Pens. Uh, and he he got the power play goal. He had the most power play time on ice in the game versus the Pens. And that says a lot. But the team has confidence in him to give him all those minutes. But it should have always been there. Like that, him in that spot, him with the power play time should have been a constant. Yeah. It should have been. And actually, and but he made one good adjustment. Like you don't always have to shoot your one-timer. He shot his wrist shot. Yeah. It's really yeah. good. And and that wrist shot doesn't take as long to get off as the one-timer. And I think that's a big thing. That's something maybe even Owen Tippett can learn from. Because he's supposed to be the second biggest shot on the power play. He had a really nice yep. goal. Don't get me wrong, but he's still missing the net plenty too. Like I'd like to see him get 30 goals, and I at this rate he's not going to. But at least Forrester now with the goals, it does put all that other stuff into better perspective. Because, I, look, it's nice that he's their best four checker and, and he's doing everything else great. But if he'd have gone through the season with just like 10 goals, it still would be a downer for him. Trust me. I, regardless of what anybody says, regardless because he he wants to score yep. goals. That's so yeah. If he could do both, that's great. That's why we you know maybe three four games ago I was like hey maybe give him a day off. I wasn't saying they needed to send him down, but I don't know if this gets him over the hump either. I'm not I'm not that quick of a uh, hot take guy where I'm going to say that, but I think he's at least on the right yeah, track. I think so too. I think that this is really good to see the numbers start to to pile up a little bit. And I think he has a lot of opportunity because they have so much trust in him, uh, like like you said. So, um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a really good sign for him. Um, the other person we, of course, need to talk about in this game is Sam Erson. Uh, we will talk about yeah. his game and what the Flyers need to do to repeat the win in maybe a slightly better fashion tonight. We will do that coming up next. You know that feeling when your favorite Flyers player scores a hat trick? If you want to get that feeling and win a hundred times your money, play Daily Fantasy Hockey on the Sleeper app. As the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network, sleepers are top choice for Daily Fantasy sports, especially Daily Fantasy Hockey. Fans can also play Daily Fantasy NFL, NBA, MLB, and college football on Sleeper, and entries can be made in under a minute. With elite players like Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, and Austin Matthews, plus the new guys like Connor Bedard, who's got 11 goals. All you need to do is make more or less picks on stats for these stars. Choose some stats from like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and more. To win 100 times bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Flyers fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper, so start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code locked on NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. 
Of course, the Flyers will be playing the Pens again tonight at 7. Catch every second of the Flyers hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search for Flyers. We will be having a mailbag segment later this week, so get those questions in. You can email us at LockedOnFlyers at Gmail. Send us a message on the app formerly known as Twitter or comment over on our YouTube channel. Sam Erson, man, uh, I think that, again, Torts was pretty on the nose across the board with what he had to say post-game, I thought. Um, when he was talking about Sam Erson, he said that his consistency has gotten better and better, and you look at his last two games were shootout wins. And mm-hmm. just the fact that he looks so calm, man, I, I got to say, that stop on Sidney Crosby in the shootout, like, yeah, that was a great stop. Such a great stop. And it was so fun, like with the glove flash and, and everything. But he didn't know where the puck was, neither did Crosby. That was the funny <laughs> thing. Yeah. But he just. They didn't know where. Yeah, it was. I, I just feel like he thinks he can stop every puck. And that's what you want to see in your goaltender. Yeah, he, he's one of those goalies that um, doesn't have a pulse, which I think is a good <laughs> thing because he doesn't get high or low. He just, you know, goes about his business. I think he could be frustrating because he's very good positionally. And when you're good positionally, it could be frustrating. He is the kind of goalie you do need to get moving side to side to kind of, you know, really take advantage of what maybe he can't do. And his glove is good. Like his glove is, is as good as Carter Hart. He, um, his stick is better than Carter Hart. But what Carter Hart's got the advantage is he covers up rebounds yeah. a lot better than Urson. Urson will give up more rebounds. So, but, you know, uh, Urson's what you want in a backup, and he's a, he'll be a really good backup in this league. Yeah, I think so, and um, I'm just thrilled for him getting these couple of wins uh, with with sort of him being the determining factor. And I would say, you know, that goal with 20 seconds left in the third period definitely not on him. That was that was no. on the defensive scramble that was happening. <laughs> Yeah. in front of him yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure and so it, it is really good to see his confidence continue to grow and um i will be interested to see what the starting rotation starts to look like as torts also sees that in urson because we know how much he loved him last season and uh you know is carter hart going to play fewer games uh definitely something to keep an eye on because i think it's good for hart as well to not get overplayed no i think it's good for hart not to get overplayed um unfortunately i don't think this is going to be necessarily stopping him from getting overplayed so right now right now the early projections for hart on ESPN site is like 50 games, but he's going to be more than that. If he gets to 55, I think that's okay. Anything more than that, I think is too much. Right. So, and I think for as long as the Flyers stay in this race or as competitive as the coach wants them to be, unfortunately, I think that's going to take away from some starts from Urson. Yeah, we'll see. I, I just think it's an interesting thing uh, based on uh, history yeah. and what we know towards things of these guys. But uh I'm assuming Carter Hart will be a net tonight versus the Pens uh, in round two. And I think that for me, the main things that the Flyers need to do is, number one, fix getting scrambly at the end of the game when you're holding the lead. It's like play with a little bit more confidence and 
slightly more aggressive style in terms of using the stick in the defensive zone and just working harder to clear the puck. Cause I think that was a huge problem in the third period on Saturday. Yeah. And I think honestly, last game Hart's focus wasn't great. He needs to have better focus late in the game. I think he lost focus. I think it was the third period where there was a goal he definitely didn't like. And I think that was something where he lost focus. And I think, I think he needs to kind of keep that going the whole time because Again, with a team like the Pens, you can't let up. Like they're they're built well enough that they can get a point every time against you. Right. Just because of the guys they could put out six on five. Yeah. So you gotta have somehow get a two goal lead. And I don't know. We'll see if they could actually get a two goal lead. But I think that's gonna be partially on Carter Hart to be able to do that. Right. And I think, you know, one of the things that was so nice about the game on Saturday in a lot of ways was that Sidney Crosby only had two shots on goal the entire game um, was held pointless in that game in Pittsburgh. But when, when Crosby comes into Philadelphia, oh, yeah. it's always a different game. And I think they're going to have to kind of up level their coverage of him in particular. Yeah, This wasn't like Crosby had a bad game either. Cause that other goal, that other shot he took, um, I forget who we went and just walked by and went right in on the net. He showed more speed on that play than any 36 or 37 year old should have. Right. It's crazy. So you do have to really watch out for him. There's no way around it. And I think they, they were on the right track with that for sure. So now Malkin, Malkin was actually playing a pretty physical game. And I know people at the end wanted there to be a penalty, but there was probably a penalty before the play on that on the flyers. So they didn't call it. So this yeah, they were just letting stuff go then. They were. They didn't. He didn't lose focus, though. Remember, we talked about that. He didn't do that. So we'll see. We'll see what happens next game. Yeah, that's where I think that the Flyers just have to not get baited. I think that there is a potential just because the Pens probably feel salty about that shootout loss, especially after, you know, scoring that last minute goal. I I think that the Flyers are going to have to play calm and also own the building. Be like, no, no, you think like you're going to come back here and even the score? The answer is no, but we're going to be smart about it. Yeah. And I I do want to bring this up because I think it's worthy of mentioning. I think sometimes we know the challenges that the Flyers have. We know. But, you know, Carter Hart right, right now is ranked 21st in the league in save percentage. And he could do better than that. Yeah. And I do want to point that out because it's like, I know everybody wants to say, well, you know, look at what's going on in front of them and everything else, but you have to put them up against other players in the league, like his peers. So I just wanted to mention that. Yeah. And, and this game is a really good opportunity for him to do that. So yeah. I, I think that that's going to be huge. And um, I think that one of the other things is going to be, you know, keeping that penalty kill as strong as it was. But like, let's see if we can keep improving the power play and and make something work and throw some looks that they didn't show in this past game, I think just to take the Pens by surprise a little bit. Well, they're still not taking advantage of net front. That's still like an invisible barrier for them that they, they can't get by. Which is so interesting because they were focused on that five on five. But I know. So they they just have to make that translate to the power play as well, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, And then I think that 
you know, one of the things that they could consider again is uh, switching up the forward lines and getting a more offensive minded look on that fourth line. But I, they're not going to do that against the pens. They're going to want the physicality, which I get, but also there were a couple times in that game where they're like, Oh, and this has happened multiple times this season so far where there's like a two on one or a three on two and Delorier is carrying the puck and you're like, nothing's going to happen. So yeah, there's some very predictable things like that. And while the flyers are having this kind of success, whatever this is, um, he's not going to make a lot of changes on that. He may, he still may never do it because he enjoys it. It, it, and it's just like at some point, though, I think, look, even like I said, I brought it back to the Leafs. They started using Ryan Reeves less. Um, he's still playing at times. I think you do have to play around with this because I do think you are limiting yourself at times. I do. Yep. And then uh, the other thing is like we talked a little bit about Cam Atkinson and getting him going again last week. Yeah, he's struggling. Yeah, I, I hope that he can turn it around tonight and have a banger of a game. That is my hope, wish, and dream. In the meantime, it's Monday, so we always use this opportunity to name our nemesis of the week, and we will do that coming up next. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could do the same thing with your business team? If you're building a roster to win the league, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. You don't have to spend hours on multiple job sites looking for those candidates with the right skills. You can do it all with Indeed. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who you only see in a search. As soon as you sponsor that post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for those quality applications that match your, your job must-have requirements. So visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Go to Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for, for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel over on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering all the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league like Locked On NHL. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube to subscribe. It's time for our nemesis of the week. Uh, Last week, we talked about the continuing Metro madness and trying to get through that and and really see where the flyers look in the division um battling the devils pretty hard that was like unfortunate uh that they lost in overtime on that one but were able to pull it out against the pens in game 1 in the shootout that we talked about today this week i think it's the nemesis is sort of shifting gears in a lot of ways and And last Friday, we talked a little bit about this upcoming road trip where they're going to face the Yotes, the Avs, and the Preds, who are three very different kinds of teams that they're going to have to face and make adjustments between those teams, um, looking at the up-and-coming Yotes, looking at the established contender Avs, and the Preds, who are kind of in the mushy middle, but 
have had some success overall as of late. And so these are going to be three tough matchups for the Flyers against teams that look really different. And I think that adjustment is something that the Flyers have struggled with a little bit this season so far. And so that's sort of my nemesis this week is preparing and finding success on this road trip and and what that will look like for the Flyers. Okay. Mine's going to be different. For whatever reason, I kind of, and, and look, somebody could do more digging on this, but sometimes I notice things, injury trends in different sports, right? And so lately, the last couple of years, it seems like there's a lot of torn pectoral muscles with players. You know, mm-hmm. this year you've got Max Jones and Hamilton. In previous years, you've had guys like Christian Dvorak and a few others. I could find like five or six easy um, just doing a quick search on the net. And I wonder, because when you look at it, right, when you look on like the, the websites that explain how it happens or why it happens, it's usually between the ages of 20 and 40, and it's usually due to weightlifting. Like guys who lift a lot of weight yeah. tend to do it. This isn't happening during weightlifting for these guys, but I do wonder, are guys doing too much weightlifting in the offseason, and is this causing that? That's just going to be my thing. I, you know, There's always a point. I weightlifted a lot when I was younger. I don't do it as much now. Now I just kind of do natural exercises. Uh, but the point is, there becomes, a po- I think, a point in time where in sports, you could bulk up too much, you could weightlift too much. And remember, hockey players aren't supposed to be the most buff guys. That the, you know, thinner tendon strength guys are just as important right. because of the aerobic shape that a hockey player needs to be in. So it kind of makes me wonder, is this happening too much? I don't know. I'm just going to say it's a nemesis of mine because I hate to see guys go out for it. And there's two out for it right now. Yeah, it's an interesting question just because um, you see these guys looking to get bulkier and stronger, even younger. And that's that's where the issue is for me in terms of, you know, the concern is that guys who are very young are trying to bulk up and when they're not like fully developed. And I think like when you're in sort of that sweet spot in your early 20s to like your mid 30s. I think that's fine um, to a point, you know, in in terms of hockey and what's best physically. But like when you have like 16, 17 year olds who are doing that to try and get stronger for their draft years, like that is definitely something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I haven't tried to track that. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's a good point for sure. I do want to mention a little fun thing uh, that's not Flyers related, but regional hockey related. That was pretty exciting to hear for me. Uh, Last Friday, the University of Delaware announced they're adding a women's hockey D1 team to their program. Very excited to see that. They have a men's team, uh, but they are adding a women's team to the to the slate. They've had it as a club sport since 2003 and they're top 10 nationally ranked at times in terms of their club team. And it's time to up level. Uh, they're going to be joining the CHA and they're going to start in the 25, 26 season. So they'll hire a coach in the new year and start recruiting and they'll have over a year to set up this team, really set themselves up for success. They're going to talk more about it in a press conference today uh, Monday at do they have a rank? They do have a rank. They do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know. Yeah. So um, 
So that's like nice. more college hockey in the Philadelphia area is never a bad yeah. thing. Um, no, because I'll, I'll go cover it. Like I, you know, yeah. Princeton is who I generally go to now, but Delaware is 30 minutes from my house. I'll definitely be there. Yeah. So between them and Rowan having a program, I think it's cool that there's some women's hockey getting established in the Philadelphia yep. area. Um, absolutely, nice. absolutely love to see that. And I'm excited to hear more about that today. Uh, in the meantime, we will be back tomorrow. Of course, we will discuss Flyers versus Pens part the second. And it's Tuesday, so we'll have our Phantoms Tuesday report. A little bit of a struggle going on this past weekend as of recording. We've still got one more game to go, so hopefully they can get it together and we'll talk about it on tomorrow's show. show. Uh, as a reminder, we always want to hear from you. So if you've got those mailbag questions, get them in via email at lockdownflyers at gmail or comment over on YouTube. Flyers are playing the Pens tonight at seven. You can catch every second of the Flyers hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search for Flyers. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Have a fantastic day, everyone.